feeling confident about the introduction yet? Uh, as in how we started? Yeah, because this is, this is going to be the introduction that we're doing right now. This is it. Right. Hey! Uh, welcome to Twin Peeps. Uh, hey. I'm your uh, host, uh, Michael, and uh, with me is my co-host with the co-most, Kyle. Yep. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Uh, welcome. Uh, uh, why did I start it off? And now I'm in charge of driving the podcast. <laughs> that was a bad idea. I think you just secretly want to drive this podcast, even though you've told me every single time that I should be the one hosting it. I know. I Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we're back for our, uh, our second episode. Yeah. Um, uh, gonna be talking about uh, which episode of Twin uh, Peaks, Kyle? I, I think it's pretty intuitive as to which one we're talking about. It's uh, episode two, Traces to Nowhere. Actually, it's called episode one. What? Check Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Twin oh, it Peaks, goes. It goes pilot, one. and then what? episode one. Yes. Oh, God damn it. Um, God damn episode it. one, also known as Traces to Nowhere. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going to look at Netflix cause I'm going off of Netflix numbers. I think we should really trust Wikipedia. Um, how about IMDb? Let's check IMDb. See what they well, have. Let's let us not do that on the episode. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, Kyle, any, do, are we supposed to like talk about like personal stuff before we do it or do we just go right into it? Uh, well, we can talk about the Iranian nuclear deal if, no. if you want. Oh, okay. actually, um, I was going to do this as a mystery bit, but, um, I had something better. A, a second mystery bit? Yeah. So I'm just going to do it at the front because I think this is something interesting. So I was looking at what happened uh, because Twin Peaks premiered, uh, in April of 2000, of, of 1990, excuse me. Oh, it is um, 90. Of, of the year 1990. It was filmed in uh, 1989. Okay. Um, and I wanted to go over what happened in that year. As a joke, I was going to say things that happened in April 2000, but nothing <laughs> interesting happened in that month other than Elian Gonzalez getting seized by the U.S. government and sending, getting sent back to Cuba. That was the only thing that happened in that month. Sure. Um, so, but there were some interesting things in April 1990. Uh, the Hubble Space Telescope was launched into outer space. Oh, you're such a nerd. Um, okay, here's, here's something for uh, you, Jock, out there. Thank um, you. The Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan uh, for the uh, oh yeah brother uh, for the WWF uh, Championship at WrestleMania six. Great. Um, the longest riot in British history took place. All right. Um, and two hostages were were released from the Lebanon uh, hostage crisis. Lebanon oh. hostage crisis. There you go. So. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was trying to think of like there would be interesting milestones that happened in April two thousand, but like, I guess I guess I was barely alive for that stuff, so it wasn't in a good, April uh, of two thousand. You uh, were ten. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, April of nineteen ninety. Or I, no, nine, I guess. It, I'm sorry, April nineteen ninety. There you go. Um, I don't. Um, I I was barely alive. Right. Um, actually, no, I wasn't alive. Um, oh yeah. Anyways, yep. um, but that's some things that <laughs> happened. Put a twinkle and, in your father's eye. All right. As it were. Um, well, I was probably conceived by then. Um, anyways. Sure. Uh, let's move on. Well, so then you were alive. Life begins at 
conception. Anywho, thanks for um, <laughs> th- th- thanks for segueing into what this podcast is really about. <laughs> uh, but let's get started. Pro life cast. Um, yeah, let's get started with a uh, short summary of the uh, of the uh, episode. I'll put a minute on oh, the clock, Kyle. Wait, hold on, hold on. One thing we could talk about. First, I need to make a, an amendment to something that I said last week. Um, I think I mentioned that this was uh, that Twin Peaks was on CBS. That is wrong. It was on ABC, um, or vice versa. I know I got it wrong. I can't remember which one is which. Okay. Opposite of one I said, which is why Showtime now owns the rights to it, and why there's this whole Showtime thing happening. Um, and why there's like contract negotiations with David Lynch falling through and whatnot. So there's that. Okay. I was on pins and needles wondering if you were going to correct yourself. Thank you for doing that. Yep. Not a problem. All right. My word. Kyle, you can do your short summary, which I still disagree with doing. So (laughs) I'm putting a minute on the clock. All right. And to win it, go for it. Agent Dale Cooper and the Twin Peaks Police Department's investigation into the murder of Laura Palmer continues as questioning becomes fully underway. That's poorly worded. Uh, Laura's connections with the townsfolk of Twin Peaks grow in number and complexity. Tensions continue to rise amongst her survivors as egos flare and uh, plots are revealed. And that's pretty much it. Oh. Because not a, not a whole lot, like, substantive happens in this episode. Yeah. I guess we should move the time for the short summary down to 15 seconds. <laughs> it's only going to uh, – it's it's going to get increasingly it, shorter. Well, maybe not. There, uh, There's an episode or two coming up that are going to be a little bit uh, – All right. I've heard enough here. of the, your spoilers, Kyle, that there are saying? complex episodes. <laughs> It's too much for me to hear. It's just going to simplify, continue to simplify from here. Exactly. All right. Right. So uh, let's get to it. Thank you for the uh, summary. Let's talk about uh, who Mm -hmm. the weirdest character in this episode is. Yes. There's always one. Um, I mean, there aren't really any new characters. Um, No. Yeah. Like the hour and a half long pilot did a pretty decent job of introducing pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think there might be one, and we'll talk about him later. Um, I don't remember him being in the pilot, but uh, yeah, I think there might... Well, technically two, but one who's major. Um, who? I Who? Uh, Garland Briggs, uh, Bobby's father. We see Bobby's his father? Mother. Oh, yeah. yes! I mm-hmm. Stargate. Uh, I have a notes about them. Um, we'll get I, to them later. We'll okay. get to them later. Okay. I'm just saying that we're uh, we do have a couple of new characters. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but uh, for the most part, it's we've just lost a lot of characters. No yes. more German. No more Harriet. Uh, I said they were Hayward. Norwegian. Huh? I said they were Norwegian. No. Oh, well, the Norwegians at the Great Northern, but they're not really characters. I'm talking about the uh, the German waitress at the oh yes, R&R. who has never she's, seen or heard from again. Yeah, right. She's gone. Um, Harriet Hayward, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. So I don't remember who went first for weirdest character. I feel like uh, I feel like I went first last time. Okay, so I think I'll, I should only give I'll, it uh, give it I'll, up to you. I'll put it out there. It's got to be Log Lady. <laughs> uh, it, ha- it, has, it has to be Log Lady. Log Lady finally gets some lines, but revealing that indeed she is a crazy person. <laughs> um, 
she her log will have something to say about this in the future all right um yeah so she and she invites <laughs> a, a fbi agent dale cooper to thank you for uh, using his full title to talk to her log to ask it mm-hmm. questions which he i i'm sorry he didn't ask it a question um because yeah. apparently the log knows something about the uh the murder well someday he'll have something to say about it yeah um yeah, it's kind of it's kind of oddly written because like she says she says it in such a, a future tense, you know, like someday, not today, but someday he'll say something about it. Do you want to try talking to him? And then when Dale is just utterly confused as any normal human being would, she's like, "Yeah, I thought so," but mm-hmm. she just already said that he's not going to talk to him today. So is that part of the clairvoyance that she knows that he's going to be too weirded out to talk to the log, or? Or is she crazy? What? Right. Um, um, yeah, so that's my uh, nomination for that. Uh, I was almost going to say um, Eye Patch Lady. Um, I know she has a name, but Nadine. Nadine. I'm um, going to just hammer in these names until yeah. you start getting them down. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be real, like I said last time, it took me an embarrassing amount of time to actually get yeah. any sense of the names down. So I wouldn't. I did get Log Lady correct, though. Well, sure. I don't remember if she even has a name. I believe her name is Log Lady. I believe they refer to it as Log Lady. I I think that that's probably how she's written in the script. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's be real. So I I was gonna say uh, Eye Patch Lady because that's a really weird scene. But then there's another character who's also pretty weird. But that's in my weirdest scene, so I'm not gonna say it. Kyle, who's okay. who's the weirdest character in this episode? Uh, not to be pretty boring, but my my top was gonna be Log Lady. But okay. as we've established, can't do uh can't double dip yeah. on characters or scenes. Um so my backup is similarly boring and it's Nadine because okay. yeah. you have to. Yeah, um, you have to. Just the scene with her and talking about the drapes. Uh, trying to try, yeah, trying to make her oh, drapes yeah. silent. I was <laughs> I was up all night inventing silent runners for the beige drapes that uh ed bought for her yeah the other day god just beige and just with the pride that she says beige and she she has a lot to be upset about she's talking to the woman who her husband is sleeping with and her husband was in the hospital last night and she's so excited about those drapes you think she you think she's gonna be upset but she's excited about the drapes oh yeah she's totally excited about the drapes i mean it's definitely like some passive aggressive uh stuff going on because like she she can sense what's happening uh there's a history between the three of them and she like she can sense like hey back away from my man but she's not doing it in a threatening way she's doing in the way of like things are going great for me and ed you can't swoop into this fortress because everything is perfect we have silent drape runners now (laughs) i thought that at first but then once she started talking about the cotton balls i figured she was so crazy she wasn't even like aware enough to know that that was happening you know yeah i i think i think the cotton balls i think like how i read the scene is that the cotton balls when she actually got into discussing the finer details of her invention which is ingenious by the way yeah um then that kind of distracted her from (laughs) what she was initially thinking about uh i also i i'm still not quite sure if ed and uh norma ever like actually sleep together 
it, am I missing a scene? If I, I don't think there's any sleeping together thus far. No, uh, all we've seen is them talking on the phone and then meeting at a bar. Right. I, I still think it's more of an emotional affair at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there are there are other affairs that are being revealed. Like, absolutely. Uh, Catherine oh. Martell's and with uh, Benjamin Horn. That's a great segue into. Oh man. I think I'm going to have to say that as the, oh, no, man, I, I can <laughs> the say foot the, scene? I can say <laughs> that I can say the two weirdest. I'm going to say, can I say what my weirdest scene is? And then what the runner up is? I uh, know it's your turn. Uh, you go for it. Uh, okay. Say what your weirdest scene is. Uh, well, weird though, uh, the foot scene is, I think I've seen too many Quentin Tarantino movies where that's sort of normalized for me. Um, totally fine with the dude smooching on a lady's foot. Um, not my bag, but hey, if it pleases Benjamin Horn, go for it. Uh, my weirdest scene, I think, is probably going to swipe one of yours. Um, it's the reveal of a character whose name you don't know yet. Dr. Jacoby? So, no. Oh. <laughs> you already know Dr. Jacoby. Okay. Uh, like, it's it's literally not been said yet. Oh. Um, Wait, are you referring to when uh, Laura Palmer's mother... Sarah Palmer. Sarah Palmer hallucinates Laura yep. while hugging uh, her Donna. friend, Donna. I'm going to get it eventually. Don't and worry, sees it, with, a, with an Inception-style music cue, we see a yep. guy with long hair hiding behind the couch. Yep. That yeah. is a character whose name you do not know yet, mm-hmm. and I won't say it here, uh, but... That's, it's it's kind of your first real foray into... Uh, like the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like the most it, not even supernatural because it could just be a hallucination, but like it's so vivid. Um, well, she, I mean, she literally was just hallucinating her daughter in front of her. So yeah, all the like the editing technique of just like the slow uh, dissolve in of the face, which is um, which did not hold up. <laughs> oh no no no. I, <laughs> um, and like i'm not sure i'm not sure it's necessarily meant to like it's very it's very sloppy um which gets kind of into a later bit of bad or david lynch um but uh yeah it's it's something that's not quite explained yet there's hints of it in the pilot episode but like as soon as you see that character you're just like okay something is weird something weird is going on the fact that this is a person that we've never seen before and that he looks insane. Yeah. It's just and, like, this needs to be explained later. And we heard uh, one of our favorite, uh, Sarah Palmer screams again. Oh yeah. Oh, scream acting does not stop. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I don't think she redlines it as much as she did in the pilot, but, uh, yeah, you know, she, she can't do that all the time. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, all so, right. So oh. that's, uh, that's my weirdest scene, but sorry. There's, there's so many weird scenes to pick from. I think I'm going to have to go with the end of the episode with Dr. Jacoby. Oh, um, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say that one because I think it's the most obvious. Um, here are my notes. So Laura made a tape for Dr. Jacoby. Hey, Doc, what's up? My first, okay, my second reaction, is he wearing a trout tie? Yeah. My third thought is she dating Doctor? Was she dating Doctor Jacoby? Because it sounds like it was like a love, a love thing. And then you notice that his room is Hawaiian themed. Yep. 
And then you notice that he has the other half of the locket. He was the mystery yep. person that found it. And he's he throwing it. He was the beloved person. In a coconut. Yep. <laughs> he just really likes Hawaii. How can you blame him? <laughs> how could that scene be less weird than a lady hallucinating a guy? <laughs> That's even if even if I had never seen any of Twin Peaks and didn't know anything about it, <laughs> it would be as weird as watching it now. Knowing the context didn't doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a strange one. It's yeah. definitely strange. Um, so can we learn from that? It, it's it's safe to assume that her and Doctor Jacoby had a relationship. Amanda. Uh, no, nope, uh, I'm Laura. sorry, Laura. God damn it. There you go. Um, Laura Palmer and Dr. Jacoby had some sort of relationship more than uh, doctor patient. Honestly, uh, uh, I was going to say that I wasn't going to spoil anything, but I honestly can't remember um, yeah. whether or not that's actually true or not. So I think we'll it's find out together. I think it's definitely implied. <laughs> uh, possibly. I mean, they definitely had like, he was certainly a confidant. Um, but I'm not sure if it ever really ventured into the sexual. She was talking about how dumb her new secret boyfriend is and how she wanted to talk to him. James. I don't know. James. James the biker. And this is where I was talking last episode of James just being an idiot. And yeah. like, that is that is a part of his character. He's meant to be an idiot. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So that was a... Um... Yeah, they, that's easily the weirdest scene in the episode. You, there's, it's, it, like, the, the, he, it's it's Hawaiian themed. I think I think I might just be more comfortable with the Doctor Jacoby at this point, where I'm just like, you know what, he likes Hawaii. I, it's just kind of normal for him, and I'm fine with it. Whereas with the Bob scene, it's just it, because it's not mundane. It actually like dips into a little bit of like kind of starts to reveal something else going on um i think that's kind of where why i fell uh fell on that end yeah i, I think this is a uh speaking of someone who now seems like incredibly guilty now <laughs> um, still jacoby that's a that's a good segue to uh the uh, uh bad or david lynch scene and there's another scene right. where someone seems incredibly guilty <laughs> um and, oh with the shirt what the shirt oh well okay that's that's another one but this is this is a different person (laughs) this is with um i'm gonna get these names hold on this is with i can fill you in if you if you need some assistance no i'm gonna get it let me or i'm just looking at my notes i'm not actually gonna get it okay you can tell me um it's it's the foot scene so it's the the father of audrey benjamin horn Yep. And Truman? No, not Truman. No, uh, that is the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> What's it's uh, Catherine Martell. Martell. Well, I was not even close. Anyways, um, the scene with them where um, I'm trying to find. Oh, here's the quote. Um, A few more local tragedies and Josie may, uh, may run this plant into the ground. Right. So, like, he's saying that it's a really good thing that she's dead. <laughs> and they're planning on doing more things. They're planning on uh, burning the uh, the factory down. Well, so and this is where um, I think I I was talking about this not on the last episode, but just out outside of it of um, uh, Audrey's behavior 
really not being explained very well in the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. I think in the second episode, you kind of start to see how awful of a person Benjamin Horn is. Like, he's definitely not a great guy in the pilot. Like, he's just a dick. But you really start to see that, oh, no, he's just evil in a lot of in a lot of ways so like audrey going in and kind of sabotaging him is uh yeah. how is he okay i understand that he's celebrating that uh uh palmer girl died i get that right but i i don't think he he's done anything he, he hasn't done any evil actions yet no, what has he but, done that's uh, evil well, that that whole that whole scene with Catherine is literally them planning to burn down. Uh, I think the lumber mill. I thought she was planning. Um, it. I it, I thought it was no. They from both her. are. It's, okay. a, it's a joint plan. Um, yeah, they're like they both are planning to burn down the lumber mill in order to drive Josie out of like into selling the sawmill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's just treachery afoot, and he's also, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate the word, but he's cuckolding Pete Martell. <laughs> okay. <you know. laughs> Anyways, that that's my nomination for the uh, bad or David Lynch scene with the toe sucking, and it's a it, I I can't really think of it like a implied sex scene between people in their sixties before, and it's played yeah. it's played completely straight. It's really yep. weird to see two people in their sixties who are <laughs> as attractive as most people in their sixties are. Yeah. Um. Maybe they're in their late fifties, but they're they're all they're old people, <laughs> and right. it's it's uh, it's a very suggestive scene. It's, it it was weird to see, um, but right. anyways, the toe sucking and the dialogue, the way she's holding her wine glass like sinisterly. So I don't know. In total, it was just a very awkward uh, scene. Uh, <laughs> bad acting, toe kissing. Um, the line, maybe it's time to start a little fire. It's just so like falsely sinister. Oh yeah. That it was just no, totally. It was just a, I don't know. It was awkward. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, what do you nominate for the bad or David Lynch? Uh, I'm actually very surprised that uh, this didn't come up for you. It follows a lot of the same, minus the falsely sinister part. Uh, it has to be the flashback scene. <laughs> Like, oh, I got notes on that one, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, like, anything when James and Laura interact is the worst thing. Or it, anything when James interacts with a woman, it's just the worst thing I think I, I can ever yeah. uh, view. Him saying, uh, now my heart belongs to you, uh, <sighs> was... Or, or she might have said that. Whoever said it, it was just. It's... She she said it to him as she broke the locket. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, David Lynch is so horrible. weird at <laughs> at teenagers being in love. I like, and that's kind of where I'm wondering is like, is it that he can't write for them, or it, uh, I'm not. I don't think he even wrote the episode, but um, like, is it that the writer can't write for them or is it just David Lynch trying to really convey that it's, it's very like heart on the sleeve and just awkward, stupid young love. And that's what he's going for with it. Like the, there's like Vaseline on the lenses and stuff. Like it's just very kitschy. Yeah. It, it, very it, soap opera. It's very like Romeo and Juliet as a soap opera. Right. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely <laughs> minus weird. the whole families trying to kill each other. Yes. Thing. Or uh, yeah, it was definitely pretty possibly bad. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it, no, it's it's just bad. I would say. <laughs> like if you if you gave if you gave fifty directors that scene, they... <laughs> half of them would turn you down outright. Yeah, and then most of them would just shoot it like a normal scene, and <laughs> but David Lynch just weirded it up. Oh, uh, one other final thing to sort of put a punctuation mark at the end of that scene is um, when she breaks the locket, there's a sparkle sound effect, like a, <laughs> like a small chime of, oh, now it's broken. Of course. <laughs> oh it's, like, it's like, uh, you know, breaking the glass at like a Jewish wedding. Yeah. I, that's, that's a one-to-one correlation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can you can say that as a Jew. Oh, absolutely. So as right. um that uh that scene Michael's not Jewish. That scene was uh right at the end of an interrogation. So this leads us right into the uh, uh police work segment. Drop the SVU sound drop in here. Bum bum. Yes. Um right. so yeah, I th- I I didn't have a lot of problems with the police work. I thought it was pretty I I I have to uh, cop to this pun intended um oh boy. <laughs> uh i misled you into when the police work gets bad and i'm it's not this episode i think it's either the next or the fourth yeah because you uh, really lowered my expectations and i know, did... I know. it's still solid i forget like this ep- not a lot happens in this episode yeah. aside from just establishing stuff mm-hmm. yeah so i think it i just kind of jumped over it in my mind when i was trying to remember like what is about to happen yeah um because cooper gets yeah. cooper gets to the police station and he's got stuff to do i'm sorry it's coop coop he, he's, he's got he's got plans to meet with people he doesn't he, yep. he he gives uh he gives harry s truman three minutes to get ready before they're going off on their day he's a busy guy yep. um so i was uh i didn't no problem with police work i thought it was all very solid they let a they let uh, uh, Johnny go, um, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's. It, I I don't think, think they suspect that he did it. Um, right. They let. Wait, you mean James? James, goddamn it! They there let uh, Billy and Mike. <laughs> How did you get Mike right and not Bobby? Bobby, shit. Um, they let my two favorite hooligans out of their cell with like a hey, if if James dies, we're gonna suspect Billy Bob you. and Marty. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, I, police work was solid. I had, uh, I, I was yeah. uh, very happy with it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that was my bad. That was yeah. My bad. Anything, um, anything more to talk about the police work? I, I was, uh, it, it, as soon as it starts to tank, then we're going to, then this segment's really going to pay off. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're just saying, you know what? It was actually, it seemed pretty by the book. Every, oh. every law and order episode that we've seen seems to support what they're doing here. In fact, I'm going to give you, uh, um, there were two Sherlock moments. One specifically Harry Truman saying he was, he felt like Dr. Watson. Yeah. Uh, in a, with a very weird setup for that joke. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and the other one uh, being when he goes, oh, you're in a relationship with her. How, how right. could you tell? By your body language. Oh, yeah. More uh, more super cop Dale Cooper going on. Yeah. So um, I, you're currently wrong for your assessment that the <sighs> police work is bad. 
need I, to watch this like five more times apparently well i mean you've i'm sure you're gonna end up being right i don't think you'd float out an idea that's obviously wrong <laughs> I, I will be right but i need to get my timing down you'll man be, you'll be right eventually all right yeah anything else talking about the police work i think it was pretty cut and dry yeah I th- yep yeah <laughs> um well i think this brings us to our next bit um you said i can do a mystery bit for every uh every yes. week um yep and i'm staying by that i'm guessing we're we're dropping this the serial bit i also think that if we like if we end up liking a mystery bit we could just keep it in okay you know? well i mean i think this one is a one-time thing but i can see if i can do it again yeah. because uh this week my surprise bit is that i pre-taped earlier this week an interview with david lynch <laughs> It's about like a five minute long interview. Um, so I don't know if I can air the whole thing, but. Um... Ah, I don't know, Mike. <laughs> you seem really concerned about time. We're already hitting what, like uh, 30 minutes ish? Yeah, and we only have three more uh, segments to do. So this is oh, perfect. You mean we still have three more segments to do? Yeah. So, okay, I'll just, I'll just show a little bit of the clip. We don't have to uh, listen to the whole thing, but we'll drop it in, okay? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. cool. So we'll Fine. drop in right here. You can press play. Sure. So, uh, Mr. Lynch, uh, thanks for uh, meeting with me today uh, over the phone. I'm excited to speak to you. You're very welcome. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I can't believe I got this information. This is, uh, I, I, I honestly, when Kyle gave me your number, I was doubtful that it was oh. you. I, it, 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 it doesn't matter. But I wanted to say, um, me and my friend uh, from college were uh, doing a podcast right now all about Twin Peaks. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. That is exciting. Um, so I um, I guess how did you how did you come up with the idea for Twin Peaks? Uh, I mean, was this? Do you spend a lot of time in Washington? Is, ah, that's not a good question. Okay, let's go somewhere Never else. Never stepped foot in the state. You weren't there when they filmed it. You. <laughs> No. Okay. It was all by phone. Okay. Um, it, I'm just I'm wondering when you're talking into the phone, do you have it at like arm's length and you're just yelling into it? Yes. Okay. Thank you uh, for clarifying that. Um, I guess. Um, oh, here's oh here's one. So, uh, me, uh, me and Kyle have a bit called Bad or David Lynch. Um, so like you know. It's hard not to find that offensive. Yeah, well, I, I just, I, I mean, I thought maybe I could get an interesting perspective. Like, 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 what's your reaction when people say that, like, your filmmaking is bad? What do you, uh, I mean, it's definitely kind of kitschy. Is that, is that fair to say? I think you're using kitschy as a synonym for bad, which is also insulting. Uh, okay, well, here's, okay. How would you describe your show in three words because i think a lot of people would use the word kitschy and they wouldn't mean it uh offensively i think it it, it has a uh the show has such a, an atmosphere the city of twin peaks is a character you know you, you want three words yes not very good all right so that's the uh interview i did with david lynch um oh man that was a that was a scoop it's yeah hot scoop. um it, it actually wasn't five minutes he hung up pretty quickly <laughs> I uh, I probably shouldn't have told him that uh, people, some people thought his show was bad. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get the um, the jangle of the phone hanging up on his end. But uh, no, I you know. I stopped the recording before you heard <sighs> that. Come on, um, rookie mistake, one that I made last week. Yeah, 
but yeah, uh, so thanks for letting me do that segment. I, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it'd be good to get him on the show. Um, sure. And, uh, no, I, that's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure which Kyle you're referring to because I definitely did not, uh, I don't have that contact. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you did Unless you're talking about McLaughlin, in which case. Oh, now that'd be a good get. I'll I'll see if I can get him on the phone another time. But um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, we'll see what I can do. Um, sure. Anyways, uh, that was an interesting uh, talking with him. It was I, yeah. I I don't think I'm a great interviewer. I think I need I think I need more questions next time. Well, he he wasn't very uh, cooperative. I think um, he only spoke in three word sentences. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I mean, he's always succinct. It was also surprising how much the phone distorted his voice, like. Uh, kind of really, really made him not sound a whole lot like him. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It, in fact, it sounded like an impression of him. But anyways, <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, what uh, other segments we gotta do? Um, uh, best music cue. How about that? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. There weren't okay. any. There weren't any clear winners from this episode. Unlike no standouts. Uh, unlike uh, um, Audrey Horn's uh, great uh, great scene uh, last episode. What do you got, Kyle? Audrey and the Norwegians. Um, yeah, I uh, it's it's kind of slim pickings. There's um, every so often they're gonna they're gonna drop in a few more uh, a few more themes and musical information, but like basically for the most part. Um, a lot of the show's music is just going to kind of run with a handful of themes at this point. So it's kind of like picking between picking between those themes and deciding where it's best used. Yeah. Um, I do get, so I, what? every single time I hear that like detective-y theme, you know, where it's kind of like, boom, boom, yeah, boom, like jaunty, boom, boom. jazzy detective music. I guess yeah, it's, it's a walk, walk and bass with the guy. Yeah, snaps. and it's with like my favorite characters. It's always with Bobby, or it's with uh, uh, Cooper. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 like kind of not even scheming. Scheming uh, scheming music is a little bit different, but uh, yeah, yeah no, it's good. Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. What's your favorite scene? So to again, uh, understanding that we're kind of picking the the runs of the litter anyway. Um, I went with uh, Audrey's dancing scene, mm-hmm. uh, just because that just seems to be the only music that she dances to. It's just as weird as it was always. Um, yeah, it's also I think it's the same music that she puts on. Oh wait, no, that's not in this episode. Never mind. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, uh, and her dancing is very uh, not a lot of moves to her dancing. Not a lot of moves, but it's still like vaguely seductive. Um, yeah, and she's so, wearing that schoolgirl outfit. Man, David Lynch. Oh yeah, I got you know, man. I got I got more questions for David Lynch. So, uh, what do you think we can get him on the phone? No, 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 no. Uh, no. Right. He was unhappy. Well, I'll, I'll try again. I'll try again next week. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. Sexy teenage Audrey. Is uh, back again. Speaking of, oh man, uh, you can't talk about sexy teenage Audrey without the scene in like the very beginning at the Great Northern when Coop is ordering breakfast. A, it's the first time I think in the show where he says it's a uh, the coffee that he's drinking is quote a damn fine cup of coffee. 
Uh, I would be remiss as a Twin Peaks fan to not point that out because that's going to come back again and again, and it's great. Um, But uh, after that, after he orders his order of, uh, I think, over hard eggs and charred bacon, um, he also orders the grapefruit juice just so long as those grapefruits enter Sexy Teenage Audrey are freshly squeezed. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, definitely a double entendre or oh my god yeah. i i think isn't audrey like 17 16 17 i mean the actress that plays her is probably 25 26 oh yeah everyone's aged down yeah everyone's aged down especially um, i think she's actually the oldest actress on the show of the teenage girls. yeah right. but yeah it, it's weird because they they seem like adults and it um a similar yeah. thing through with uh uh me for a loop when uh james was getting uh dinner with uh uh donna's parents and he gets juice <laughs> the fruit punch <laughs> yeah he gets fruit punch and he like he's like a 25 year old guy but the uh but the drink selection that uh mary Jo Deschanel offers him is is very vanilla yeah but he, like, he's supposed to be a 16 year old kid that's what you would offer a 16 year old kid yeah but it's, no, just it's, so, it's, very... it's so weird for seeing somebody who's obviously not 16 to be offered like soft drink <laughs> uh uh uh, soft fruit punch drink. soft drink yeah uh yeah um yeah more more mary joe Chanel in this episode mm-hmm. which is always interesting um yeah i so i don't know that's that's my music cue uh do you have any do you have any standout music cues of your own oh yeah you're missing you're missing a real uh corker and music cue um when uh leo um can't find his uh jean jacket i believe it was his favorite jacket that is covered in blood that's covered in blood he probably yep. he probably killed uh laura palmer um <laughs> and uh he has a thoughtful conversation with his girlfriend about it um <laughs> by putting soap into a sock and attacking uh, her with it um but yep. it turns up some like rockabilly music first um and yeah, that scene's tough to watch, but uh, I oh, thought yeah. it, it was it was it was uh, again it was on ABC or CBS, I, one I, of those two. I can't believe it. it's so dark, right? But, um, and it's only going to get darker. Yeah, but putting in that rockabilly music was really weird and eerie, and I don't know. I thought it was yep. a, it, it was a powerful scene. I thought it's it was a counterpoint a, to the yeah the horror of what he's doing. Absolutely, but I thought it was and a, also just a great way to mask the screams. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a pro good, tip. I, I, oh, jeez. I thought it was a really good scene. Um, I mean, it was it, you know scary and stuff, but uh, sure. Um, yeah, but great music cue. Just uh, throwing in some. It, I mean, what do you call that rockabilly music? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> in, enough um, enough of it. Uh, although speaking of that scene, how how do we think Leo Johnson's acting has measured since the last since the last episode? Is it I feel like it's like slightly improved. I mean, I think when he he got to have a good, you know, as an actor, he was like, "All right, I want to know where my jacket is. I've got." It. <laughs> and he he had. Real, I've lost my jacket before. Yeah, he had real character motivation. Sure. Um, whereas before last time, he was just like a bad guy, right. and um, yeah, I think I think he showed a little more direction. But like most of his things were like, "Where's my jacket? I can't find my jacket." Just yeah. looking for his jacket. 
there's a there's a scene I think coming up that'll that'll give him a little bit more a little bit a little bit more direction again like oh, even he, more direction I think he he lays into that he more as well. well he loses a shirt uh, uh actually his socks <laughs> okay. this time. yeah and he just slowly loses items of his wardrobe yeah um and but they're all covered in blood mm-hmm. and <laughs> Shelly's just hiding them constantly yeah I like that when I see blood like a bunch of blood on one of his jackets I'm like yeah I could <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that checks out and like he's such a bad guy. It could be anyone's blood. Like, it doesn't even make him sound guilty because... Or anything's blood. Let's yeah. be real. Like, he, he he may have killed somebody else or just gotten in... Sure. Like, I, I don't... It's... Compared to the incriminating <laughs> things other people are saying, he's, he, he's such a bad guy, he could be doing other things. You know what I mean? He, he just systematically kills every character of the show until it's just him by the final episode. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. No, the the rockabilly was rockabilly was solid. Yeah. Um. Solid anyways, music. uh, onto favorite character. Um. I guess I'll go first for this one. Sure. Um, uh, this yeah. is, so okay, I could say Agent Dale Cooper for literally every episode because he's, I feel I feel like we should. No, I'm say, I'm gonna say so, I'm, I'm saying so I'm saying someone else. Even though his scene where ordering breakfast and getting the pie, yeah. great stuff. All right, I'm I'm throwing one that you're gonna totally disagree with, but when sure. it happened, I thought it was hilarious, and I was so happy this was a character. <laughs> when we meet Bobby's parents, and his dad yep. is in full military uniform at dinner, <laughs> and giving this like grandiose speech, slapping the cigarette out of his son's mouth into the, into his wife's meatloaf. We're um, here for you, Bobby. Of course he's of course he's wearing a military full military yeah. uniform at dinner. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I gotta talk with David uh, Lynch about that, about how that's the best way to show that his dad was a straight guy <laughs> was to just have him wearing a full military outfit. No one does that. No one <laughs> unless you're on an Not army base. To the family. Why? Why would he be at home in the middle of Washington? He with needs his... his military blues uh, for the family. It's a very formal occasion. It's so weird, and I think they're sitting at like a card table or something like that, um, <laughs> eating meatloaf. So some real fifties throwback table. Yeah, um, but I, for some reason, I really like that. I really like that. They that Bobby's dad is in military. Of course he, of course he's in the military. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because it, it's it's the perfect father figure for Bobby to be rebelling against. Yeah, which makes me uh, think so much of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, <laughs> where I'm pretty sure uh, either Bill or Ted had the exact same relationship with his dad, where he would wear a military. Do you think uniform. Bobby and Mike are going to be uh, what was it, White Stallion? Yeah, it surprised me that his dad wasn't threatening him with taking him to boot camp boot camp reporting school because yeah. that's that's what his character should do that's what he <laughs> that's that's if you write that character he needs to threaten someone with taking them to, to military school no it's uh so i'm i'm both really surprised and uh also very disappointed that he picked him because he's also my favorite character <laughs> in the episode. i love garland briggs <laughs> Um, it's just, it, so he's the stern military guy. Yeah. He's the counterpoint to Bobby, but mm-hmm. like, it's also not like you were saying, like, 
if anyone else were to write that character, there would be this immediate threat of, hey, you better shape yourself up or otherwise I'm shipping you off to Alaska or wherever. Um, yeah. That's not how David Lynch or the actor who plays him who's in Stargate, and I don't remember his name, but that's how that's not how David Lynch makes his character. The character is just like super chill, yeah. generally speaking. He like, doesn't think his son is guilty at all. He's like... No, like, he's the most understanding, yeah. like empathetic person uh, pretty much on the show but he also just is no nonsense when he says i understand you want to rebel he isn't saying it like he's disappointed he's saying like ah, i i understand exactly what's happening yeah and i like i'm gonna support you as best i can he seems super chill yeah which no, is yeah. really weird considering that he's wearing full military <laughs> outfit which right. is the exact opposite of being rebellious <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like he, he. It seems like he's speaking from a place of experience too. You know, like maybe not even personal experience, but he's just like he's so worldly and he's so wise that he just has this understanding about his son, his son's predicament, and even if there are transgressions, that he says that you know, hey, you're gonna rebel against me, and as your father, it's my duty to put you in check because that's how this works because I'm the wisest character on the show. Uh, it's coming from a place of love and support and all this. And he's just great. Yeah. I don't know if I should let you get away with doing the same character. Oh, no, I, 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 my backup is the log lady. It okay. has to be the log lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's good. Yeah. There are, yeah, there are characters I, I like in the series better <laughs> but they haven't had their time to shine for me to really like give my explanation for why I like them. But uh, yeah, for this episode, I think you just have to, I have to give it up to the log lady for just a getting, finally getting some time to shine and mm -hmm. uh, living up to the expectations of holding the log and flipping on and off the light in the town hall. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, such a good introduction for a character. Um, all right, so uh, along with uh, best character, uh, favorite scene of the episode. All right, this one, I'm going to go first. I kind of, I'm not sure if this is going to be the same one. Uh, you threw me for a loop with Garland Briggs, but... Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought I had you figured out, Mike. Apparently I don't. Um, so my favorite scene is... Uh, it, it's kind of it's the same thing of like there's there's just so much setup in this episode, mm -hmm. you know, um, not a whole lot of like Audrey and the Norwegians scenes or anything like that. Yeah, um, but uh, so mine out of those, it's another like classic Twin Peaks moment of um, when FBI agent Dale Cooper and Sheriff Harry S. Truman are at the Martell residence. And uh, Pete and Josie are serving them coffee and, like, breakfast things. And there's a fish and in the percolator. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. <laughs> there's a fish in the percolator. It's, it's, it's just an iconic line. It's delivered spectacularly. It's, like, it, it's, I don't know, it reveals, it reveals nothing. But, I don't know, it just, like, plays into the personality of Pete. And I love Pete. Pete's great. Uh, I can't. Everything remember. before that moment, eh? But just the fish in the park later. 
Yeah, it's, that, it's iconic from the series, so that, I have to go with that. That scene was very heavy on expository, yeah. um, and I don't think the percolator saved that scene. No, um, I, I'm I'm literally lopping off everything before the fish and the percolator. So it's literally just that line, and then them being unhappy, then them making weird faces. That's your favorite part, right? It's basically <laughs> like after after Josie gets off the phone with Catherine, she asks what shenanigans are. And then Pete comes running back because earlier in the scene, you see, I think, Pete uh, cutting a fish and the joke being, how did that fish get in the percolator? <laughs> yeah. And yep. But I'm fine with it. OK. I, yeah. I, 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 it was cute. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, it serves no other purpose than like kind of some lightheartedness and that's it. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say to anyone vaguely familiar with the show, like Fish in the Percolator, it's going to immediately tip them off like, oh, this guy has watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to, man, it, I, I, I don't know what to do with my favorite scene. I'm going to say it's probably got to be just uh, Cooper at the uh, uh, at the lodge getting eggs, his uh talking with the waitress about that it's the best cup of coffee he's had <laughs> is this your way to to work around not being able to pick him as a favorite character again don't uh okay i'll okay i'll choose another one <laughs> no it's totally fine do it <laughs> it just seems like man i just really like him as a character so let's let's pick the scene where he's the only one talking for most of it um <laughs> no i i gotta do he's just i he's so charming and it's yeah. such a, it's it's totally. so cool Audrey's got this Audrey's like flirting with him in this really weird way I wrote down she asks do your palms ever itch yeah she asked that like what he's also like he's also weirdly kind of flirting back yeah (laughs) so I don't know I mean it's hard to scene they look vaguely the same age they look like they're about the same age in that scene yep like yep. he's so young and she's obviously like 26. I th- I think if I remember correctly, I think she is actually 26. Like yeah. that's like the age that she was when they started filming. How um, old was, uh, uh, what's his face? Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, I want to say like, uh, early thirties, maybe late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I feel like with Audrey Horn, it's the eyes, like something about her eyes. Like, I think it might be like, she might have like some sort of crow's feet going on or something like that, where it's just like, you don't look like you're in high school. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but let's, let's, we can, uh, analyze women's appearances, uh, off mic, off mic as, yeah, as we're constantly doing. Um, but yeah, I think I've got to go with that as my favorite scene. It was just, it made me happy watching it. I was watching it. It's a good scene. I had a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. You're Um, like, Oh man, Coop, get that sexy teenage Audrey. Yeah. It's it's like when I watch, you know, Iron Man or something like that. I see Tony Stark mm-hmm. hanging around the house, and that's like the best right. part of the movie, just him like hanging out. And talking Pepper to Potts people. is like a sixteen-year-old high school girl. Oh, I'm you're really skewing my analogy. <laughs> I'm saying I like when they're just chatting and doing stuff, but then when they get yeah. into the fight scenes in Iron Man, I'm like, all right. Uh, but and then the version of fight sure. scenes in this movie is just random expository stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, Man, the fight scenes are done very tastefully in the show, as the pilot episode uh, implied. What fight scene was in that? 
Uh, the Roadhouse oh, uh, brawl. That was about like five seconds long. It was gr- it, yeah, it was, exactly. It was, I'm not gonna enjoy a fight scene. It's, yeah, it's like it's like Game of Thrones style fight scenes where yeah. they show just enough where you're just like, okay, there was a battle, and then just people like the talking. Blow. Oh, we just had a yeah. fight. We just had a fight. Let's talk about it for. Let's <laughs> talk about it for 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, I got I got to go with some classic Coop just talking. Right before that, he he was upside down. Yep. Uh, in his underwear, talking on yep. his uh, talking, talking on to his, Diane, talking to Diane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I great stuff. I it, sure. it, it it makes me that stuff's great to watch. I'm shocked that you didn't pick uh, the Jacoby ending scene. Yeah. I, I don't think we can. I don't think we necessarily have to pick a different scene for weirdest and favorite. So I'm, I'm really surprised that you didn't go with. Uh, I was too Jacoby confused to enjoy that much. <laughs> There's, there's there's so it i have so many questions and yep. most aren't even about laura palmer <laughs> they're just about jacoby yeah he's got is, is that his house he's in i think it's an apartment this is an apartment that he's decorated to look like it's in hawaii yeah and he's got the, a coat. The burnt umber walls and the kind of sunset luau uh adornments around everywhere I'm, yeah, I don't, yeah. In, in the tie? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm I'm more interested in learning just what his deal is than about Palmer. <laughs> than who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah. But, it's, uh, yeah, not bad priorities to have. Yeah. I think it would be, it, it would be weirder if the show had the tagline, what's up with Dr. Jacoby, <laughs> instead of who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> It'd probably better describe most people's reactions to yeah. this. Um, All right. Tune in next week to see Dr. Jacoby in yet a third tie. Oh, really? No, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else? Or is this, uh, this is it, right? Uh, I think so. I think that's about it. Um, yeah, there are... Actually, I, I, now that I think about it, there's a there's a... Another character that is introduced in this episode, but um, go for it. Go for can't it. Really, well, no, we can't really talk about him yet because, again, the details are very sparse at this point. No spoilers. So, okay. But uh, oh wait, I do have yeah. one uh, one more thing I wanted to add um, go that kind of goes into the bad or David Lynch scene. Man, I'm I'm being too sure. harsh on David Lynch. He's <laughs> I'm afraid he's not going to talk to me again. Um, he he was not happy yeah well i just i i just i just i didn't think the number was real so i just called and i just started talking um it was was a bad idea maybe i interrupted him when he was doing his transcendental meditations that that's probably right that's probably it um do we want to try to give him a call back (laughs) next week next week okay um uh when uh shelly uh uh finds the jean jacket covered in blood and yep. she says, "Blood, blood." <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not Hitchcock days. It's we're not using chocolate syrup. It's a red substance on a shirt. But then she says, "Blood" out loud. Blood. <laughs> and I, I think it was a kind of bad delivery, but it just seemed really uh, oh, unnatural. It was, it was ADR'd to hell. You think like it, you think they ADR'd it because people were confused? Uh, it's maybe? it's crazy to me that people would be watching this and being like, "Oh, <laughs> do you know what might confuse someone if they're unsure why they put that 
what is this red substance on this shirt? That might be the least confusing thing in the episode. <laughs> um, but it, it's, I'm not crazy, right? It is clearly 80 yard. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't notice. It's, it's 80 yard. Okay. Well, regardless, <laughs> I'd love it if there was some studio guy who was watch it and be like, all right, I understand everything that's happening. Why is there this red, red denim shirt in there? <laughs> Oh, it's supposed to be blood. Okay, let's we need to, right. we need to fix that. Yeah. We need to fix that shit up. <laughs> Bring Shelly back in, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I think this is it. Kyle, any final words? Uh no, I I think we pretty much covered it all. Um Should we have like a closing thing like keep on uh, keeping on? Like um, keep twinning peaks or you know Well th- there are some possibilities, but they're all like very spoilery. Uh, it'd be better if you had seen this show already, because then we could use them uh, with reckless abandon. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save the ones that I've that I was kind of ruminating on for when they show up. Can we? Can it be uh, peak on twinning for now? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I'm not sure if mine could top that. But uh, yeah, no. all right, uh, all right, peak on twinning. All right, uh, peak on twinning, everybody. Bye. Peak on twinning.